This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So momentum isn't only with the growth stocks. There are hot value stocks out there too. And which value stocks are those that are hitting or trading near their 52-week highs? So I did a screen to find out which ones are hot right now. And you can do that on Zacks.com by screening for stocks trading within like a certain percentage of their 52-week high. So I went with 5% of the 52-week high. I did briefly for a second think about doing, you know, at the highs, like completely there. But I thought, hey, I'll get a few more stocks if I give it a little bit of wiggle room up there near the highs. So I went with the 5%. Then I looked for stocks with a PE under 15 because that's normally what we use to find value. And for good and fun measure, I threw in a peg under one to try to get a growth kind of component with it as well. Now, I did not add the Zach's rank on this one because I'm just trying to find hot value. Um, so I didn't really care so much about the earnings estimates with this type of screen. Um, but I wasn't going to be surprised to know that the hottest of these value stocks are probably good, I should say, decent. Let's just use that word maybe. Good and decent, Zach's ranks as well, because the rank usually goes along with something else, you know, other things that are going good with that particular stock. And so some of the stocks I'm going to talk about today are Zach's rank number ones. A couple are Zach's number threes, not surprising. Um, and just in the ones I looked at, I didn't see any that were fours or fives, but there could be some on this list. But that would be a little more unusual to see um, at least number fives trading near their 52-week highs. Um, okay, so which sectors or industries are meeting these criteria right now? I know what you want to know what's in the screen. So when I ran the screen, I got 45 stacks. That's a pretty nice number and gives me a lot to choose from, but I don't think anyone on listening to this podcast would be surprised that there was no tech in there, or at least not much. There, I shouldn't say none. There was some, but not, not the tech themes you're thinking of. There's no fintech in there, for instance. They just don't have the PE ratio or the pegs to make it in there in a combination of those two together. There's just no way they're not trading under 15 times. Um, But I don't think you would be surprised at what the out of favor industries are. And these have got to be getting some love now. So they're kind of like the secret hidden gems that are out there. The cheap stocks, they're super hot. They're trading near their 52 week highs. But the rest of the market is basically ignoring them. There are some smart investors out there that have gotten into these industries and maybe got into it even last year. So they're doing even better. But uh, you know, the rest of the market's still obsessed with the technology, rightly so, and uh, areas like fintech, social media, cybersecurity, all of these other hot areas, and these now bullish industries are being ignored. But we love that. We love this as value investors because we are getting them cheap. And that is where you see the big stock gains is when you're not buying them trading at, you know, a forward P of 50 or 100 or 500. You're getting it under 15. So again, the sectors 
or industries, you wouldn't be surprised. So the oil stocks are in here, even though I didn't even screen for the rank. <laughs> so we're still getting oil stocks because they're cheap and those pegs are good. We're getting the banks, not surprising there either. We're getting autos. Uh, those are hot, yes, trading near those 52 week highs and those PEs are still low. And then we're getting some of the retailers because they have also turned it around, especially on the apparel side. Apparel's gonna be hot going into the holidays. We all tired of our old clothes now and we are wanting some new outfits. And with the recovery and the reopening still going on, yeah, we might go to that New Year's party, that New Year's um, you know, event somewhere outside of our homes. And we might wanna buy some new clothes or shoes or uh, who knows what for, for that. So these are things that are looking good that have been ignored by the market and the PEs and pegs are still low. But don't feel sad that there's no tech in there. Um, these other industries are coming out of decade long bear markets basically, and they've been in the darkness for quite some time. And that's when value investors can find the bargains and can get in when things are turning, when it might not be quite as dark over the next several years. So let's dive in on like what, what stocks I pulled out of here. So I did pull out five, but I'm gonna mention a couple others that are in like the same industries because a lot of these companies are doing really good things right now and I couldn't really decide just on five. And nothing says more than coming out of the darkness than the fact that Macy's ticker M is on this list. They've been left for dead for several years or maybe even a decade now. I can't even keep track of how many times everyone said the department stores are dead. Macy's in particular is dead. Nordstrom's is dead too. They were not on this list, Nordstrom's, but Macy's is. And all of them were hammered by the pandemic. But as I just said, apparel is now back in. And this holiday season in general is expected to be the best ever. The consumer has cash. They're still mostly working or going back to work and they wanna spend and we want to gather with friends and family again this year and we wanna bring gifts. <laughs> so we're gonna be spending on a lot of things that Macy's has, even things to entertain, those can get hot again. And maybe even things like, you know, their uh, chocolates and nuts and things that they sell for the holidays. I know I've bought those in the past. If you're gonna host a party, you gotta get the party-like things. So Macy's is on this list. What does it look like? It's still dirt cheap. Forward PE is just 7.6. Its peg is 0.6. It is paying a dividend yielding 2.1%. It does have the Zach's number one rank. So that's the strong buy. That means, you know, the analysts are still bullish on those earnings. It's up 171% year to date and 370% over the last year as it was left for dead last year. So huge winners trading near those 52 week highs. So Macy's, one of the ones to watch here, it's been on this run, but still dirt cheap. Another one in this category that did make the list is Dillard's, ticker DDS. It is a PE of 12, so a little more expensive, but a peg of 0.9. 
but similar, um, you know, catalysts are going to be boosting Dillard's the same as Macy's. So that's another one you might want to check out. And then moving over to the banks. So Keycor made the list, K-E-Y, a, a nice bigger regional bank. It's actually Zach's number three hold. So some of these banks are down, you know, just hanging out around the threes here um, because those those rates haven't been raised yet by the Fed. And the bond vigilantes aren't really doing much to get them up uh, the 10 year up near two. So the earnings here still kind of just uh, stable. The analysts aren't really raising that much right now, but 2022, they should be raising. So it's gonna look a lot more bullish when we get into next year on the earnings front. So I'm expecting a lot of the banks to be number ones and number twos into next year. What have these been doing? Well, one year up 76.8%. And um, that's pretty solid. And year to date up 44.7% for KeyCore. Remember the S&P 500 is up 23.3%. Really great return on the S&P 500 year to date as well. But the banks are still doing well. Um, even you know ahead of the rate increases because the market is forward looking. It is anticipating that the Fed will be raising next year. Right now, the analysts are looking at two rate increases, but could it come earlier in the year? Could there be three? We don't know, too soon to tell, but any kind of raises are good for the banks. It's one area, one industry that will do well on rate increases. So how cheap is it? PE is 9.3, PEG is 0.6, and you're getting a dividend yielding 3.1%. That's not too shabby. So year to date up 44% plus a dividend of 3.1. This is why I like the banks. You're getting the dividend plus the share growth um, you know, appreciation. That's pretty rare. So KeyCorp, K-E-Y. A second bank on the list, Comerica. CMA, this is one of my favorite regional banks because they're in Texas and Michigan, two states I think will do really well on the reopening. They also are a number three. Year to date, um, these shares are up 58.8%, so even better than KeyCore, one year up 87.8%. These obviously trading near the new highs, but this is interesting and you can tell why the banks have been in a bear market. Even with this big gain, these shares are still not back to five-year highs. They hit those highs in 2018. They're not yet back there, even with this fierce rally. That's how out of favor the bank stocks really were. So that's something to watch. But um, when we see the, the breakout, a five-year breakout, and then a 10-year breakout, or, or you know, even maybe back to the the pre-Great Recession highs, dare I say it, oh my gosh, um, then we know that this is these are in a bull market again, a secular bull, but we're still waiting to just even get back to those five years here. PE is at 10.5, PEG is at 0.4. This one also pays a good dividend yielding 3.1%. So I'm, did I say I'm bullish on the banks? I think I already said that because I am. I don't own either one of these two because there's so many good regional banks you could own. So do your homework, find one you like, and um, you know be in some of these. A couple others that made the list of the bigger banks, Goldman Sachs was on here, GS is the ticker there, and UBS, um, ticker UBS is also on the list. It, none of the other big 
uh, four were on this list, the JP Morgan's Bank of America, any of those. So they might just be a little too expensive, maybe on the peg side, but they've had nice runs as well. Okay, switching over to the auto side, Ford is on the list, ticker F, because we all know that it's been on fire and is now busting out to new uh, year highs. Not yet back at those five-year highs though, but year to date now up 108% for Ford, one year up 137.6%. So those long suffering Ford investors finally getting some love as this breaks out of a multi-year bear market. Five-year return, however, up just 61.6%. And a lot of that is only because of this year. Up until this year, the pain was great. But remember, S&P 500 over the last five years, up 121%. So you're still well underperforming the S&P 500. But sometimes timing is everything. And when you invest the start of a new bull market, which I think we're seeing with Ford and GM, as they uh, transition over to electric vehicles and same with Toyota and some of the others, then you can see the bigger gains. And so um, shares are still cheap here if you're thinking about getting into some of these auto manufacturers. PE is at 10.3 for Ford now, PEG is at 0.4, no dividend with Ford. Now, General Motors did not make this list. They are a little bit cheaper on a PE level um, but shares not performing as well as Ford. So the street is basically saying, oh, we like Ford a little bit more here. And they don't have quite as many issues as GM, but I own GM in the value investor portfolio and I do like both of the stocks here. And then we're gonna switch over to the energy side. I do have to include it because numerous of the stocks made the list and we're entering it into what I believe is a new bull market in the energy stocks too. These are the oil explorers and big oil. So the one I picked has already reported this quarter, Diamondback, ticker F-A-N-G. The original FANG stock, it is a Zach's number one because those analysts are gonna raise estimates with the high crude prices and the good hedging that will go on for next year. Really strong free cash flow with these energy companies. So over the year to date, up 128% now on Diamondback, one year up 300% because they were so devastated last year during the pandemic sell-off. PE is still low because the earnings are on the increase, PE of 10.5, PEG of 0.5. They do pay a dividend yielding 1.6%, that might not sound so great, but they've instituted a huge share buyback program as well. So they're spending a little more money on the share buybacks than on the dividends at the moment. So you're getting both of those things with Diamondback. Um, a couple others that made the list, EOG Resources, ticker EOG, also an explorer. And then Big Oil, ExxonMobil was on here. XOM is the ticker there, but no Chevron, just Exxon made this list. So again, I did not screen with the Zacks rank and I'm still got a couple number ones in here. And I'm assuming some of these other oils are also gonna be number ones. So the hotness with the value is still uncovering some of the good Zacks ranks. That's probably because you need the rising earnings, the E side 
to get those cheap valuations right now. And rising earnings usually means the analysts are increasing or raising their estimates. And that usually gives you the higher Zach's rank of number one, the strong buys or number two buys. So all of the Zaxiness is working out with this screen, even though I didn't put it in there. And that is what we want as investors, especially value investors. I want those rising earnings. Now, some of these are a little more cyclical, like the oil stocks. They're coming out of that bear and into this bull. Similarly, somewhat, but not as dramatically with the um, banks, because as those rates rise, that's a good thing for the banks. So that's somewhat cyclical too. But we may never see the the rates, you know, as low as we just saw them. Never say never. Um, but or it's going to be a while. So that's good news for the banks in general. That's why. They're bullish, and that's why investors are starting to dive into that group. So let me repeat all the tickers because we talked about a lot on this show. There's a lot of hot value stocks out there. Don't get depressed thinking you can't buy the tech because it's just overpriced and it's got you know price to sales ratios through the roof and PEs over 100. No, there's still hotness out there in these other key industries that are very bullish right now. So be be on the lookout, you know, poke around, find these hidden gems, uh, do the stock screens because you will find them. Okay, so first one out the gate was Macy's ticker M. It's going to have a great holiday season along with Dillard's ticker DDS. Then we have the banks. I love the banks. Keycore, K-E-Y. Comerica, CMA is the ticker for that one. I mentioned Goldman Sachs also on this list. GS, UBS also on this list. UBS is the, that ticker. Ford, ticker F, back back in the spotlight, Ford. And then Diamondback of the Explorers, FANG is the ticker, F-A-N-G. Yes, there still is a hot FANG out there. So the other one may be going away now that we have the metaverse, but or the meta, whatever it is. But um, Bang still is out there and it's killing it. EOG Resources, EOG, and ExxonMobil, XOM. And you want to be sure to subscribe because every week I'm trying to find these great value stocks because, again, they are out there. And I'm trying to bring you uh, something to keep your spirits up because if you bought any of these in the last year, you're doing quite well, right? Um, Good returns on these bullish value stocks. So be sure to subscribe. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. You can get us with the Zach's Market Edge. On SoundCloud, there's two shows there, so you can get Market Edge and Value Investor every week. There's stock picks on both, but be sure to get us somewhere, and I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.